welcome to the Ashley Webster Experience. Here today with Brian Solomon, trusted executive producer and, well, man of many talents. He's wearing a very snazzy pair of black, thank I'd you. say slippers, but they're not. They're just very trendy. Yeah, thank you. They're Steve Madden's. Steve Madden. Oh, he knows okay. design. How much are we paying you? That's, that's, that's uh, right. Anyway, the subject today is I just returned uh, recently from an assignment in Canada where I visited a company called Canopy Growth, and they are the world's largest legal grower of marijuana. And it was the most remarkable, remarkable experience on, on a number of levels. But the fact that marijuana has become so much more mainstream, uh, Canada became the second country in the world to universally uh, okay recreational marijuana. And it will probably grow from there, no pun intended, to other products. Um, any idea what you think the uh, the first country in the world to legalize marijuana? That's a good question. Holland? See, everyone says that. No, it was Uruguay in 2013. <laughs> really? Just completely blanket okayed it, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so Canada, only the second uh, country to do this. But Canopy itself... It's uh, based about 60 miles southwest of Ottawa in Ontario. And they have this enormous operation, more than 26,000 marijuana plants under one roof. And it's an absolute science. They treat these plants like I felt like I was in a hospital wearing, well, I was wearing all sorts of protective gear and gloves and masks and hairnets and everything. And it's nothing to do to protect me. It's all about protecting the plants. And at various stages that these plants are grown by from very young, and they're like in incubators. I felt like I was in a hospital in, a, in an ICU looking at a bunch of babies in incubators. Um, but they've got it down to such a science, the right relative humidity, the right light, the right everything. And these plants just grow like gangbusters. Um, but of course, the bottom line of all of this is money. And they make a ton of money and many different products, um, not only just recreational marijuana, medicinal marijuana, but also CBD. Carb, what's it? It's a carb, if I, I forget what CBD stands <laughs> for. Cannabinoid, that's it, cannabinoid. Yeah. Um, and this is the non-THC that the, the doesn't have any THC, which gets you high. This is just the benefits of de-stressing, and it can be used for a number of different health uh, uh, applications, and it comes in these little gel you know, these pills, uh, gel pills, but also you can get them in all sorts of things, drinks, food, mm -hmm. you name it. But anyway, bottom line is, um, you know, marijuana is uh, and continues to be a product that in the future is going to generate an, a massive amount of money. We know in the United States that it was okayed in California and Colorado, um, which is fine. But the problem in the United States uh, is that there's no approval on the federal level. So you can't use the banking system. So you have these pot companies out in the West that generate a lot of money, but they have to store cash in, in very secure uh, warehouses because they can't take it to the bank and open an account because banks are frightened that they're going to violate the federal laws mm -hmm. on taking the proceeds of what wow. they would say is illegal drug sales. So they just have cash sitting there. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Now and I know who to rob. There you go. Well, well, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Canopy, across across the street from this main building, is the warehouse where they, they store all the marijuana and the CBD. And it's all it's incredible. It's, a, it's like a Walmart-sized warehouse. And it's, as you can imagine, very well protected. There's over a billion. When it's full, the value is well over a billion dollars worth of marijuana in this warehouse. Wow. And they have contracts with Brinks. And you, at any time, you have these Brinks trucks coming up 
backing up into the warehouse and they're loading up full of pot very well armed brinks these are modified brinks trucks so they're even more <laughs> secure than the ones you see on the streets everywhere else they also bought some uh uh, planes to transport to other parts of Canada. Canada is a huge country, mm -hmm. uh, but these are specially designed planes. They're armored and they transport this uh, marijuana. So it sounds like something out of Pablo Escobar's yeah. playbook, does it not? Yeah, it does. But you know, it's it's so surprising because, like you said, it's still a young company. Oh, so yeah. for them to have an operation at this scale, the growth is incredible. It is incredible, uh, and and not only in Canada, but they are all over the world now. They have yeah. operations. Uh, they they're so big now, and generating so much money, they can buy other operations. Yeah. They're in Germany and Denmark and Australia and South Africa. Uh, they're all over the world, and you know, their big prize, of course, is United States. Mm -hmm. That's the big big market, and they already are operating hemp farms in uh, seven U.S. states, and they're just waiting for the federal government in the United States to finally relent and kind of legalize this. They believe it will happen. It may take a long time, and they're doing well anyway, but they are certainly making a big bet that overall the United States will just relax the laws. And, you know, like Colorado, bring in millions, if not billions of dollars in taxes. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's the question, right? Because there's two negative things that we've seen mm -hmm. with this industry in the United States. There's one that, you know, place like in California and Colorado, they have a ton of plants just sitting there. Yep. They're not selling them. Right. That's dead inventory. So that's not good. And then two, the taxes, especially in California, are so high. I believe it was like 12%. Yep. Like that is so high. It still makes it more expensive than go to your drug dealer from before when it was oh, legalized. The, it's ironic, isn't it? The black market's doing very well because yeah. California is a classic example where you have to pay, you know, like $5,000 just to put in an application mm -hmm. and then you pay all these other fees and then the mm -hmm. taxes... After a while, an operation that wants to do this legally can't. Yeah. They'll drop out and they'll continue to sell on the black market. Yeah, there's, all the advocates were saying, oh, it's going to kill all the drug dealers, you know, and but it's it's still making their business good because what's also happening from what I've seen is that places out in California and Colorado, the growers will – they got to sell through the front door, but the tax is so high, they're not selling that much. So right. they sell out the back door, right. don't pay any taxes. Yeah. And that's where they're making a lot of money. Once they start really in crackdown on those operations, you're going to have to close up. That's illegal. They are. You know, so it's interesting. I I, well, you're right. And that's the example of if you go too gung ho as, uh -huh. a, as a government and try and tax and regulate something to death, that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. You end up back where you started. Illinois is interesting. They've just approved a deal. Um, where some of the profits made will go back into the into the struggling neighborhoods of Illinois or around the various around the state and encourage local people to generate businesses based on marijuana and they will give them money to help them get started think about that this is a this is a this so then is, you're becoming you're growing an industry Based on marijuana, based on the yes. money coming from marijuana to, to start your industries right. and then people getting into the marijuana. But the problem, but then you have a too big of an economy. I fear that it could be all based on one product. Well, it is. And that's why they're, they're looking at not only from recreational and medicinal, but they're looking for the other products yeah. that come from this, the CBD. That's interesting. That's um, interesting. But, you know, let's face it. There are a lot of people that have a problem with mm -hmm. this. They don't like yeah. marijuana. There's a moral problem yeah. with this. They don't think it's right. Mm -hmm. that they believe it should be against the law. But there are the, 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 the um, resistance is changing. As people get older and new generations come yeah. through, they're more open. There, there are less hardliners than there was yeah. even 
even 10 years ago. But this is what I still question, and I, mm. I think a lot of other people do too. The effects of smoking marijuana mm. and, C- and taking CBD is still very, very young. It is. Right? We've been studying cigarettes for a lot longer, and we're just now over the last 20 years seeing it, seeing real results from what we've studied. So we really don't know. And no matter what it is, whether you're smoking cigarettes, tobacco, or marijuana, mm. you're still increasing the chances of cancer. You still can get gum cancer, mouth cancer, yes. lung yes. cancer. It might not be as high as tobacco, but it's still higher than if you don't smoke. And I fear that the legalization of marijuana there's no, there's none of that that narrative around it, so people mm-hmm. completely forget about the that side of it, the cancer side. Because even if you smoke a piece of grass, yeah, you're, it's it's a good chance you're going to get cancer. So I fear that the push to legalize it will still will make people forget about the chance of cancer. No, I think you're right, and and I have a good friend, Susan Wolf, who 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 who's who was a doctor. She's retired now, but she always says, "Wait a minute." To your point. We don't really know what this stuff does to us over the long term. Even CBD, how do we know how this reacts with our Mm -hmm. body, how it reacts with other prescription medication you may be taking? Um, And that brings me to the FDA. You're absolutely right. The FDA says on things like CBD, they will not give the okay to ingest products containing CBD purely because they don't know what the long-term impacts could be. Uh, There's been suggestions that it raises liver enzymes and that Mm -hmm. uh, it could either negate a prescription drug you're taking or, you know, or, or enhance um, it, enhance right? it yeah. which can, which can bring all sorts of other dangers. So yeah. yes, you are that absolutely that right. Field, that's CBDs. I mean, that no one knows. And I asked that. the CEO of uh, Canopy Growth up in Canada that, and he was, you know, he just said, look, this has been around for 10,000 years. We haven't seen anyone drop dead of it. But at the same time, to your point, if we're all, if, if, if it becomes mainstream, everyone's smoking and smoking, mm-hmm. smoking is not good for you. Yeah. So they will start pushing edible versions, gummy bears yeah, and brownies and all of those things. Um, but bottom line is what's interesting is where this is going in the United States. Because mm-hmm. if this does ultimately go the way of Canada, then there's going to be a huge, very competitive yeah. market. Well, I think we could look at the legalization of sports gambling as kind of the roadmap, right? Yeah, so right. It's still slow and it's not there yet, but more and more states are getting into it and certain communities have pushed back on it. Mm-hmm. Certain communities have are okay with it. Mm. I mean, you still see a lot of mixed, you know, communities in New Jersey. Some areas in New Jersey are, oh, let's do it. Yeah. Other people are saying, no, it's still a vice. We don't want that around here. But it's a lot of people are spending money in this in the legalization of after the legalization of gambling. But I don't think it's the spike that a lot of people expect. No, because. You know, it's it's not something that you could do every day, but it's a new. But it's also what it is too. It's recreational spending, and although that that industry is going to be elevated, that means you're taking money from somewhere somewhere else. True. So I don't think the discretionary spending is really going to go up that much. No, but what's interesting is that the 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 canopy growth operation is actually in an old Hershey's chocolate factory. Get out of here. No. And, and they've adapted it remarkably well. And it employed, I think maybe 800, 900 people in a tiny community called Smith Smith's falls, Ontario, which is where this place is. And it was the town and it was, uh, people talk about going there as a, as a child to take the tour. It was kind of a tourist destination. Mm. Uh, and they moved to Mexico. Um, in the early 2000s, and this company came in. So, okay, 
it could be a mm-hmm. good job generator. It but whatever be, you yeah. think about marijuana and the byproducts of marijuana, this mm-hmm. is they now employ 1,300 yeah. people at this facility, good-paying jobs, um, and the company continues to expand. And the, the, the community as itself has prospered and has come back from almost total ruin because they've been able to convert an old chocolate factory mm-hmm into a marijuana growing operation. It's interesting. Back in Sicily, the old heroin factories were candy cap, <laughs> were candy well, factories <laughs> before that. So apparently they, they transfer well. But one thing that you said to me that was interesting after yeah. you came back was that that the plants are cloned. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not a pot guy. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about it, but I got a real education. It was fascinating. You have to be a real horticulturist to really get the best yeah. out of marijuana plants, but they can snip off a stem of one of these plants and then literally just plant it in a pot of soil, special nutrient filled soil. And that will grow to be an identical copy of the original plant. Incredible. And they can do this. They can clone these one single plant can be cloned 6,000 times. That's crazy. Before, before they, it kind of dilutes itself a little bit. But so each plant is worth millions, Mm -hmm. millions. Well, you know, the, the, the thing about agriculture is that people say that because of agriculture, we have disease. There would be no disease without growing plants, without mm. mass growing, mm-hmm. of, uh, without agriculture, the large-scale growing mm. of plants. And what it, now with all these reports coming out of California and Colorado that there's a lot of illnesses arising with people who smoke daily mm. legalized marijuana. So marijuana that they purchase from a farm, not yep. just guy in his backyard, but from an actual farm. Mm. People who are smoking once or twice a day, there's a lot more illness. These people are experiencing a lot more illnesses. And so that's the next question. So what does that mean, right? So it could also well, we're mean— not, th- These are being grown under very, very scientific circumstances. Yes. There's not, there's, you know, it's so pure. As I said, you have to wear mm-hmm. this incredible protective gear because if I go in there, I know if I had a tiny caterpillar that crawled on my jeans— Mm-hmm. you know, pants leg and then got into that room, I would literally wipe out $50 million yeah. worth of product. Um, but other things, other pollutants can get in there sure. too. So it's very pristine. Yeah. It's all done very, very high tech. And it's eventually when it's put together, it's put into packaging for medicinal. You know, let's not forget the benefits of marijuana for cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Some people rely on this and able to, to handle the pain, the horrible pain of cancer. But are all operations this good i mean canopy growth is the gold standard right now it is there and are other, there are others the question is well, are, are is everyone doing it so well yeah I, and that's i don't think they are no i don't think there are and certainly not the uh, black market folks who oh, are, forget about it you yeah. know in the middle of a forest somewhere continuing to do what they <laughs> yeah. do you don't really know where yeah. you're going which is why canopy growth like like and continues to call for government regulation which most businesses don't but they do it's yeah. in the, it's in their interest because there are a lot of CBD products out there right now on the shelves that no one really knows what's mm-hmm. in there. What's the yeah. strength of the CBD? Um, you're really taking it on faith, whereas they are very, very well monitored mm-hmm. and they have to meet a certain standard. They want that for everybody, yeah. which makes sense. You know, and when it comes to investing, though that industry is still the Wild West. It is. I think what we're going to see is that there's going to be a lot of companies taking mm-hmm. buying each other. I think we're going to see a lot of companies disappear over the next couple of years because there's going to be so much, so many mergers. Mm. 
And that's what happens usually at this stage, right? There's so many people getting into it. It has to sort itself out. Exactly. And do you think it's for the guy at home trying to find a place to put their money? Do you think it's too early or no? I, I do. I do. There are others that say get in now because mm-hmm. this is going to, to uh, you know, take off. Um, I think it's just a little too volatile right now. And so much is dependent on, on licensing and permitting and government uh, yeah. uh, approval that you kind of have to let this thing play out. But there are those that totally believe in this. The stock, canopy stock, has done very well since it's been on the market. And by the way, everyone in that, that pot-growing plant mm-hmm. is given stock and continues to get stock because the company believes that everyone should benefit from, you know, I, I one person told me, oh, yeah, my friend – you know, it was on the pot line there. They would take the butt off the plant, decided to cash in last year and walked away with 300000 bought a house. And, uh, you know, wow. this is – it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. This whole ecosystem, this whole community built around the growing of marijuana. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, it's a good company, it sounds like. It they is. know what it, they're doing. They're very scientific. It's not like – the the thought of you know the guy selling it in the right. forest right right they're taking it to a whole different level so they're trying to change the the image of it so that's what you do want to see out of a company in a vice industry right exactly and and again they are spreading out they're going to have a big operation open in upstate New York within the next you know three or four months and mm-hmm. that will be hemp farming mm. and hemp farming is because you can use hemp for all sorts of yeah. things but you can also break it down and make cbd out of it so they're hedging their bets they're mm-hmm. opening up these operations in the united states in the hopes that the federal government will ultimately mm-hmm. give you know blanket approval as has canada but uh, there you have it i find it fascinating yes. I, I you know as again i'm not a pot guy um but I know people who are, and um, you know, it's just it's just to see it there because it's always been behind closed doors or mm-hmm. hidden away in the forest. Now, when you go to Canada, it's out there. They have their dispensary, um, their stores that sell it. They almost look like Apple stores. Wow! It really is. It's a very bizarre situation. But who knows? Could be the future here in the United States. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us. We talked pot today. We thought it would be interesting. We'll talk about it more in the future because I do think it's going to be something that more and more people are going to be talking about. It is. All right, Brian, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you here next time. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.